In continuation of the last episode, today's highlights gonna be the effects of beta blockers on pulmonary system and metabolism. So there's no point in delaying. Let's do this. Welcome all to this pharmacology difficult podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD, pharmacology, and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods, and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better, and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find, and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. First and foremost, the non-selective beta blockers like propranolol, they antagonize the bronchial beta-2 receptors. The effects they are in fact pronounced and not desired in the patients suffering from asthma or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease abbreviated as capital COPD. Now in such states there could be real hazardous bronchoconstriction. To curb and combat such life-threatening states it's advised to prefer the use of beta-1 selective antagonists or those beta blockers possessing intrinsic sympathomimetic activities. Now I won't be repeating the names of these. You can refer the last episodes for the details. Now one promising agent I want to tell you here is Celeprolol, but it has very limited clinical applications. Let's discuss the beta blocker effect on metabolism. Now this one's gonna go in details. Mainly affected is the metabolism of carbohydrates and lipids. You really need to cram or at least remember some of the important points. The first one is that glycogenolysis is the effect of catecholamines. Hence, in the hypoglycemic conditions, the glucose is mobilized. Second important point. There are many drawbacks which are associated with the use of non-selective drugs like propranolol. What are these drawbacks? Well, it could be the delay of the recovery from the hypoglycemia, especially in subjects suffering from insulin-dependent diabetes mellitus. Secondly, these drugs, they block the glycogenolysis, which I just mentioned, and they also mask the hypoglycemic effects or I should say the hypoglycemic sign and symptoms like tremors, tachycardia, nervousness. And therefore, they interfere with the counter-regulatory effects of the catecholamines during the hypoglycemia. So all in all, what do you infer? There should be great supervision and monitoring. That is the essence of the administration of these drugs in the diabetic and the hypoglycemic conditions. Now these drawbacks that I just told you, they are eliminated, they are lowered with the use of beta-1 selective antagonists. So that was especially I was talking about diabetes mellitus, hypoglycemic conditions. Let's get to know another metabolic effect of beta blockers that is in the fatty cells or in other words, I can say that what is the effect of beta blockers in the lipid metabolism? Now, there are few facts and again, few points you need to know and remember. 
the hormone sensitive lipase in the fatty cells it is stimulated when mediated by the beta receptors and consequently what happens the free fatty acids they are poured in the circulation now these are good energy source during the exercise states or conditions this release of the free fatty acids it is abandoned by the beta blockers let's talk drugs now propranolol a non selective beta blocker it reduces the hdl cholesterol that is the good cholesterol and it increases the ldl cholesterol that is the bad cholesterol it also increases the triglyceride levels and now you can easily correlate the beneficial effects of selective beta blockers like seleprolol nebivolol etc they increase the hdl that is the good cholesterol they decrease the ldl that is the bad cholesterol and nothing to be wondered that triglycerides they are also decreased by the selective beta blockers another benefit of the beta blockers possessing the vasodilator properties and what are these drugs well you should remember but i will be telling you carvedilol nepradilol cardiolol etc there are few more they all increase the insulin sensitivity in patients with insulin resistance you can just imagine the double benefits of vasodilating beta blockers what are these well let me tell you they improve the insulin sensitivity exhibit cardioprotection and also decrease the negative disturbances in the lipid profile in the subject suffering from diabetes mellitus so in choosing the beta blockers the wise step is to opt for the beta 1 selective or vasodilating beta blockers now another important effects that you need to know are the potassium uptake it is enhanced with beta agonists again i repeat i'm talking about beta agonist beta agonist enhance the potassium uptake now this is very important fact to understand the further consequences and steps when the adrenaline is administered during the rest the potassium plasma concentration decreases but in the states of stress anxiety etc there is additional adrenaline release so what is the consequence or the result well it's the result is great level of hypokalemia and that leads to very risky states of cardiac arrhythmias now you can easily comprehend the effect that catecholamines buffer the potassium rise by increase in the influx in the muscles while beta blockers they nullify this buffering effect so that was the effect on the potassium levels and how it works in the states of adrenaline stress and related hypokalemia other effects that you need to know are that the tremors they are blocked by the beta blockers and the mast cell degranulation that is also blocked by the beta blockers and well not to repeat both are catecholamine effects 
So, now my knowledge basket for the day is compromised. No more info sandwiches or bites I have to offer in this short, exciting, enriched pharmacology fit champagne. Oh yes, you have to stay tuned till we begin our next trip. Don't miss it. Don't forget to join me as my knowledge basket will be full of info goodies again. See you soon. Till then, for all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, please visit www.spharmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates, and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook, and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name as Pharmacology Difficult. If you're listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay alert. Thank you.